Hello everybody, welcome to Nintendo Pop Black here on Boss Rush Games, part of the Boss Rush Media and Boss Rush Network. I'm your host, the Elijah Excited ADV. Joining me is the one, the only, Bossman himself, Mr. Corey Derrick. Hello, good sir. Hello, Ed. I've prepped myself for a long show. I've, uh, <laughs> I've packed away the food for hibernation for the winter, and I'm ready to do Corey, it. Do the can, thing. Can you believe this is our final episode for the year? Yeah, this is our this is our final official Power Block episode of the year. I'm sure Ed and I will put out some extra stuff over the uh, break just so people have stuff to listen to, right? But this is this is the last official Nintendo Power Block recording of the year. It's going to be a monster episode. Uh, pretty excited uh, diving into the game awards, and we have a bunch of listener questions. And mm-hmm. It's almost like we should just save the listener questions for another episode. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna we're gonna pack it all in, guys. We're gonna pack it in tight. I I, I just gotta say, everybody, I'm excited for family news. I'm I, I'm off with it. Always excited for family news. But dude, the news that has been dropping, like the stuff that dropped last week, and this the big news that kind of dropped today. Uh of course we had the game awards. Yes, we're gonna talk about that. Wait, but what was the news that dropped today? Did I miss something? I missed something. Did the I Final something? Fantasy um Final Fantasy one oh, six being okay. ready. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, you're right. Because that's going to kind of, I mean, <sighs> this, I mean, all the news that has dropped the last couple of days that are like rumors or whatever. Yeah. Totally pointing to a direct. I was just about to say that, but it, it's pointing to a direct just because like, we don't know a lot about what's coming in the next six months from Nintendo. I mean, Fire Emblem and Zelda and mm-hmm. Cur- the Kirby remaster. But other than that, we really don't know a lot. Uh, and you know, I'm sure Square wants to show off the Pixel remasters and Octopath and whatever else they have coming well, down the pipeline, well, right? So, well, I was thinking about it. Like, if that if a Final Fantasy Pixel remasters come to Switch and uh, rumoredly PlayStation, we would literally have all the games on Switch besides 13. And I mean, we got that little small version of 15 but we don't actually have like the actual 15 but Mm -hmm. i mean Uh, the the thing i would love on switch is a 13 something trilogy everybody's been asking square for i would i would would take a 13 trilogy i would love to have it's funny we'll we'll get into it on playing with power but i actually like i actually re-downloaded downloaded 13 on my xbox Uh uh-huh uh man that game I, I feel I, I that game does not deserve the hate that it, it got because like I I've been looking for like hmm, I want to play a JRPG like really bad but I don't know what to play and Final Fantasy 16 is coming out and so you know I downloaded Lost Odyssey and Final Fantasy 13 because I think I'm going to play at least maybe one of those yeah at some point but man and with the break coming up I have a lot of time I'll have a lot more time on my hands to like. You know, I've, I'm making a list of <laughs> of games from 2020 because, uh, you know, I mean, in three weeks, we're doing our game of the year discussion. So, for yeah, Kyle block. And uh, I'm going to be honest, I haven't played a lot that's come out this year. Do <laughs> I? I mean, I I'm diving. I got to get more to uh, we'll play playing with power. Yeah, we'll get into that because I was I was thinking about 
with the Final Fantasy thing and you just now saying the direct and I was thinking about that too. I was just like, man, if they drop that in a direct, don't forget everybody, we're still getting Final Fantasy Theresa Rhythm. And that's yeah, a, that's and the that's other like, game too, right? I mean Yeah. There's there's gotta be a direct coming, right? Because they're gonna they wanna to. they wanna show those three game three games and there's a rumor that there's another Kingdom Hearts spinoff somewhere in the works. Uh and you know square square has a lot in development so we'll we'll see plus like i'm sure nintendo wants to show off that weird bayonetta game that was shown off at the game awards and Mm -hmm. uh sonic frontiers is gonna have some dlc and you know obviously nintendo has stuff to show too so i mean literally the big game now is going to be final not final fantasy dang it um Fire Emblem Engage. Like, mm-hmm. they be going, like, they haven't even been going on that game marketing wise, like with carrots and stuff. But I think they're going to do a direct on it, do it like for a full breakdown, or we're getting a 45 minute or a season direct. I was even did you thinking see about that? the third party one. Did you see right. that the Fire Emblem Engage expansion pass the first wave launches on the on day one? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, and I, it's the th- it's the three houses characters. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, dude. I just seen the collector's edition uh, from Walmart, like mm-hmm. the pre-orders, and I was just like, I might not care for the book or anything else, but I want that cover. That cover and that artwork, dude. I'm like, ooh, this is sick. Like, I literally want a poster of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of news. <laughs> there's just a lot to get to. Let's... Okay. <laughs> let's... Because we're gonna we're gonna be talking about a lot of things. So just a quick quick rundown, real quick. We're we have we have a couple of news stories to talk about that we really want to get to, but also mm-hmm. like we're talking about the Nintendo winners at the Game Awards, like the ga- Nintendo games that won. Uh, and then we're gonna talk about all the major announcements there because I think a yes. lot of people care about all the major announcements. So yes, um, uh, and then we have like eight or nine listener questions. So. <laughs> uh well Corey, you want to get into some housekeeping uh before we talk about quickly our weekends and stuff. Um, yeah, I had to in take our a, Patreon shadows. I had to take a take a quick swig of uh <sighs> you know this delicious <laughs> drink that does Master. nothing for me except taste delicious. But uh hold on, I'm gonna take another swig because it's about to get windy. Uh let's see, cause all right. Monsters Apex and Monsters Call of Duty. Nope, before before you get into (coughs) all that. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, This is Nintendo Power Block, the Nintendo podcast for Boss Rush Media and the Boss Rush Network, where each and every week we come together and talk about the week that was in the world of Nintendo, including news, rumors, new releases, and more. You can catch a new episode every Wednesday morning on YouTube and podcast services. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Power Block Podcast. Join the Discord. Or the Facebook group. Uh, by the way, Discord is the main place we're going to be taking questions. Uh, obviously, Twitter as well. But uh, really encouraging everybody to join the Boss Rush Network Discord. Just look for the links in the in the Twitter feeds of uh, Boss Rush Network and all the other podcasts. Uh, and check out uh, our bonus content and expansion pass, direct recap shows, talk the walk, one v one interviews upcoming let's plays and more uh you can always reach us at the email address nintendo at gmail.com uh so one other side note for housekeeping we are no longer doing live shows um just to account for a scheduling 
B, make the quality of the shows, uh, the audio and video quality of the shows better. And, uh, you know, C, just to kind of incorporate uh, guest schedules as well, because we want to have more guests on next year. And it's kind of hard when you're on. We we have to record on this night at this time. And if you're not available, you can't be on the show. Right. And so that's been kind of difficult to schedule guests. And, you know, we've people have been pretty accommodating of that schedule uh, this past year, but I still want to like be a little bit flexible, right? Like we have, we now have a range of like Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday to record the show now instead of Monday night at eight 30. Right. So, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, kind of it for housekeeping. Um, we're going to be doing live stuff in the future though. So, uh, stay tuned for that. But, uh, our podcasts and stuff just, uh, you know, to, to handle the quality and other things, we're just going to leave the live shows. Uh, we're going to put them to bed for now. They might return in the future. If we can figure out how to do, have the quality and the, uh, a decent live show. But until then, um, yeah. What are you, what are you doing there, Ed? Looks like he's going to sneeze. No, I was, yeah, I was me and my mic because I was about to burn. <laughs> uh, but Corey, we, ha- uh, we got some Patreon uh, shout outs to do, so let's shout them out. I know, I was getting, I was getting there. <clears throat> Remember, you can support Nintendo Power Block, Expansion Pass, and more shows over on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash network. Uh, Patreon is a monthly subscription-based service where you can support your favorite creators and get perks at at specific tiers. Uh, We currently offer three tiers. The $1 tier, which is the basic tier, or the early access tier, which grants you early access to five of our podcasts and our most popular tier, the $5 producer uh, Patreon producer tier, which grants you early access plus a Patreon producer credit. Shout out across our family of shows and our silver tier which is our community interaction tier allows you to vote on talk the walk uh and video game book club topics or or games uh vote on topics for after dark and other shows as well as submit questions for talk the walk and 1v1 interviews and all that so um if you subscribe to that tier you get that plus you get the discord vip uh orange badge on your profile uh so yeah the silver tier a new tier we're trying out uh again the one dollar tier and the five dollar tier will never change uh so if you just want the shows early just a dollar four quarters ten dimes you know that kind of thing two loaves of bread and a sheep's milk i don't know i don't know what any of that means (laughs) i'm trying to keep the hype up and now i just you know Anyways, our Patreon producers for this episode of <laughs> Nintendo Power Block are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian Skipper, my wife, Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. I want to thank all of our Patreon producers. I want to thank all of our patrons, and I want to thank all of our free listeners. Remember, all of our content remains free. Uh, we just provide you with a few perks if you support us. Uh, if you are listening on audio feeds, please give us a five-star rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. 
if you're watching the YouTube video, please like the video, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment, leave a question in the comments, all that stuff. Uh, hit the bell so you know when all of our videos go live. And uh, yeah, so also since this is this is the last kind of main episode of the year, um, you know, we launched this Patreon back in January and it's been a it's been an interesting kind of experiment for us. And for those of you who have been uh, subscribed uh, with us either for a month or the whole time or somewhere in between, um, really, really appreciate you guys taking this journey with us. It's been a it's been super fun and I'm excited for all the stuff we kind of have planned in the next year. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be 2023 is going to be a big year mm -hmm. for us, at least internally, I think. So, uh, yeah, I'm very excited. Trudy, what about you, Ed? Trudy, thank you all, um, for your support, um, for the love. It's just like, uh, you know, watching the shows, giving uh, your feedback where we asked for it, um, and like really just helping the show become better. Uh, so I truly, from the bottom of my heart, um, from pretty much a lot from a lot of us at Boss Rush, like really thank you guys for your support. Um, me and Corey's been doing this for seven years, dude, in county, <laughs> uh, or six six or seven years in county. Um, so to have the support, um, really means a lot to us. Yeah. Man, let me tell you, Ed, when the very first episode of Nintendo Power Block, I used to have it memorized, but now I don't because I'm terrible, um, <laughs> at this, but, uh, let's see. <clears throat> Excuse me. This cough. I should probably mute when I have to cough. That'd be, that'd be neat. It'd be <laughs> really that, swell of me. It's that time of the year. <laughs> Yeah, it's not even that. It's just like, ugh, it's just gross. No, I all hear right. you. Let's see. Let's see. Let's go all the way to the end. Actually, you know it'd be nope. Yep. You know it'd be easier just to do this. Yay. Um Man, Ed, we've done a lot of episodes. I so um uh, I've been building the Boss Rush Media business website. Yeah. Let's see. The first episode, our first episode, Ed, uh, was June 21st, 2016. Wow. Was our first episode of this thing. Um, a little bit later than I thought. I thought it was 2015, but I guess not. Um, I think you, because it was you, it was, me, and Adrian. Yeah, because we was talking about Breath of the Wild. I think it was mm -hmm. E3. Yeah, it was like right after E3. Um, and then the the very first attempt at Pal Block was on March 30th of 2016. So uh, that that's when it was a YouTube short. <laughs> Ed, a long lived five episode YouTube short. <laughs> well, uh, yes. Oh man, the DNA days. Uh, I remember the DNA days. You had DNA. I had optional opinion and the nominee radio network. And Facebook was our platform of choice. We still enjoyed uh, <coughs> IGM podcasts and stuff. Yeah, like that was 
a long time, man. And I guess I could say I still listen to IGN podcast. I still li- I listen to uh, Nintendo Voice Chat um, uh, podcast Beyond and uh, the Xbox One. Um, I only listen to Game Scoop at this point. Game Scoop is is good too. I haven't listened to it in a while. I don't know if they've been recording lately, or I might may have been miss uh, missing and stuff. But um, yeah. Anyways, enough about memory lane. Yes. Ed. Um, I know we normally I normally ask how our weekend was. Uh, mine was just work. It was great. <laughs> I I got a PlayStation Five this weekend, Ed. That was my yes. weekend. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, so that was my weekend. Yes, I sadly had to work, uh, but I did finish a game. I'm gonna talk about play, well, talk about it, play with power. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to the next time I can have off uh, on the weekend. But that will probably won't be happening for a while. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, but Corey, let's get into Snack Tendo. Oh, Snack Tendo, yes, yes. Uh, I'll quickly go, everybody, because my snack was just like I had uh, 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 I had two Domino's pizzas, I had a Supreme, so two Domino's I, pizzas, yeah. Uh, reason being because I had I couldn't leave work doing uh, because of the weekend for a reason, so I bought food for my team at work mm. so um i brought some uh the tomato and basil chicken uh from one of my team members and i had a supreme pizza uh and then on another day i did pepperoni and sausage um for pizza uh for the team and everything so i didn't really i i just really kept it a little bit low-key and everything just it, it wasn't nothing new due to the fact that of the circumstances that happened at work uh, this weekend. So pretty much that's all I like. I really snacked on. I didn't really have any kind of new snacks or anything. Um, I did try though. Um, it's called Herdes Queso Con Salsa. It's a um, uh, natural flavor cream dip. Uh, and I've been eating it with Tostitos and stuff. But that's that's kind of like the snack snack that I had. Um, haven't even had any Christmas snacks or anything. Like, there was nothing even... That's, there, we have some Dunkin' Donuts kind of Christmas thing. Uh, but I haven't, like, reached out and got it and stuff. Um, I did try, though, everybody. I'm sorry. Because uh, I brought my coffee to work. I did try the Cinnamon Bond uh, coffee. Um, and it's not bad. Uh, I don't drink coffee black. Uh, I normally do cream and sugar, but uh, I mixed it in with some D-Light coffee creamer. Uh, it's the caramel, uh, like this caramel flavor that I put in. Uh, and it's pretty good that way uh, and everything. And it really does smell like a cinnamon, cinnamon bun. So uh, and I love cinnamon buns. I just love them. Uh, but that's pretty much all I've been stacking on. Uh, what about you, Corey? Um, well, this was a, kind of a a big week of food because, uh, so this week was um, this week was our holiday party at work for for uh, for 
for Christmas and stuff, and mm-hmm. we had people in from out of town that were that we that work with us but never get to like really work with because they don't live here. And uh, so we had on Tuesday we had they bought us lunch every day. Oh wow! So on Tuesday we had Chipotle. On Wednesday we had Aladdin's, which is like a Mediterranean like style place, right? Oh, okay. Uh, Thursday we had they bought us lunch, so we had Don Poncho's, which is like a Mexican restaurant right down the street from where I work. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the Christmas party and had more food. And then Friday they they took us to. Uh, this Italian restaurant called Zeppi's, and I had a calzone. <laughs> nice. And then Saturday, we had Chipotle at home. <laughs> oh, no sushi? Um, oh, no sushi, nope. you said it's on Sundays. Nope. Uh, well, su- yesterday, Sunday, uh, I made homemade hamburgers and, gr- and grilled up some onions and mm. just made some homemade hamburgers. And uh, I got to tell you, I know a lot of people don't care for the Wahlbergs, but that Wahlburger sauce that they put on their hamburgers, they sell it at Aldi. Mm-hmm. And that stuff is the best sauce ever. So I've never had it. You should find it and you should try it. It's very good. Uh- is that all? Is it just is it a certain brand name at Aldi's? It's it's um, called Wahlburgers. It's just called Wahlburgers. Wahlburgers sauce. Okay, and it has a picture of Mark, Donnie, and the third brother that r- runs the restaurant. Oh, the oh, unfamous okay. Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, actually, um, because we have, I have, uh, I actually have um, uh, Aldi's that's like. 10, 15 minutes from me but mm. when i leave work it's like seven minutes so i think uh well, while you're at, at that aldi you should get a mama cozy's pizza of course mm. like the dude. four cheese pizza oh, oh yes mm. i might actually do i might actually do what you do get the four cheese and then find and cut up some uh or just buy the just buy a pack of pepperoni that's what i was, I was about to say yeah. Um, cause I think they sell that at, uh, all these two, right? The, yeah. Okay. Um, well, th- this is, cause this is the thing about it. I have to go pick up my Final Fantasy Crisis Core, mm. um, for Switch. So, is I'm that, thinking, a, does that come out tomorrow? Yeah, it comes out Tuesday. So, um, I pre ordered it from Best Buy cause it got the steel, the steel cover for Switch. So, right. that's the one I'm getting. Uh, I have to hit past all these. So I'm going to uh, go to the, that Aldi's first, stop by, get what I need, and then um, hit the road to go to Best Buy to go get my stuff. So I think I'll probably get a Mama Cozy's. I won't be able to eat it till, uh later that night. So I think I'll just put it in the refrigerator with the, uh, with the pepperoni, and then when I get out of rehearsal, that's, I'll uh, hook it up and eat it. That's fine. You need to get some – you also need to get some uh, Parmesan shaky cheese. Ooh. We call it, we call it shaky cheese here because I have small children, so <laughs> that, I, I'm look. I call it shaky cheese even if my children aren't around. It's fine. Um, you got to get that, and then you got to get crushed red pepper. And I know you don't do spicy, but mm-hmm. just a little bit, 
Just a little bit on there. Oh, and then cover it in the part in the in the shaky cheese. Oh, it's so good. It's so and good. Oh, now I want so, one. So, is that after you bake it? I know with the pepperoni, mm-hmm. you did you make the pepperoni with the pizza or? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then you yeah. just do the the seasoning stuff after. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will. Uh, I would do that. If not. Well, if I will do that, make sure you text me to be like, Ed, don't forget this is the stuff that you need. And I'll yeah. get some I'll get some Warburger sauce. I probably won't try the Warburger sauce until Thursday. I might just buy like a basic hamburger and like try like try like a Wendy's hamburger or something. Yeah, I mean it's it's it. good on a lot of things, but you know it's it was good, man, with the caramelized onions. Ugh. <sighs> I love caramelized onions. Normally, when uh, when I get a burger in Chicago, they have them on there, and just oh man, they they cover the burger with it. And it's that something about that seasoning or the oil that grease gets it to that burger that bun. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's the well, noitest right there. I always we I, I always we always try to get the like the lean meat that doesn't mm-hmm. have any fat really on it and then you toast the buns so the buns are kind of not like crunchy crunchy but they've got a little crunch to them right and then the meat doesn't make the bun soggy that's how you do it Ah. and then and then sad always tells me to melt cheese on hers which is fine (laughs) (laughs) yes that's like the one thing i don't like don't get me wrong. I like a good cheeseburger sometimes, but like I, I'm the rare person who prefers no cheese on their burger. Really? I just want, I just want it smothered in onions and mayonnaise and mustard, and that's that's the burger I want. I think because of, I feel like cheese gives a burger flavor. Um, and after having my mom's burgers, cause my mom, she'll just do like the, the burnt, the meat, the buns and mustard, mm-hmm. you know, like that base. She knows. I, <laughs> I think, I think it's because I, when you look at a fast food or even restaurant burger, they have all the, the, uh, toppings on it. And then mm-hmm. you get to home doing that kind of burger and you're just like, uh, this is weird. Because my mom, if mom, sorry about that. If my mom does any kind of toppings, it's normally a tomato. Yeah. Uh, with it. Let me, let me tell you, though. Let me tell you. Red Robin's California chicken burger with the, with the bacon and the avocado on it. Oh, it's very good. Oh, yes, that is good. Oh, um, man, Red Robin, man. Uh, there's not one. There's not one that close. There's one like probably like a half hour away mm. but we never go anywhere so it doesn't matter but man red robin underrated got, there's one 40 minutes from us uh and i gotta see if that place is still there um of course i love their uh, unlimited fries and stuff uh, i normally get like their hawaiian kind of burger stuff because uh, that's just me i like the sweet burgers but yeah red robins is red robins is the low-key good place something about them is good to hang out with company and stuff mm-hmm. so underrated uh, well i guess well Corey, i think it's time for playing with power 
Yeah. Uh, who wants to go first? Should I go first or do you want to go first? You go first. Because okay. I have a lot. Okay. Which is ironic on the week that we have a ton of news to talk about. <laughs> but that's fine. Okay. Um, so, um, I've been playing Vampire Survivors on Series X. Having fun with that. Um, I finally did try the Callisto Protocol. Um, I died once, but I need to end and I, I, I stop. Because I'm working on Narco for our latest Talk the Walk episode that's coming soon. So I'm going to be just, there's some stuff I got to do and I'll finish up that game um, and I'll be done with it. Um, I really haven't been playing the Switch yet. I did buy um, that JRPG Chain Echoes. I think that's mm. the name of Is it. Is it good? I haven't started it yet. Okay. I just like, I downloaded it. So... I, it's on my it's on my wish list. I just it looks so cool. It looks like it looks kind of like Crosscode and like Sea of Stars, like kind of that vein of, of yes JRPG. And it's like I want to play it really bad. It looks like so cool, but I just there's like a thousand other things that I want mm-hmm. slash need slash already bought that I haven't touched. So. Uh, I've been wishlisting a lot of things on Switch lately, and uh, uh, all of the consoles across the board, actually. But you know, it's uh, yeah. So there's, I mean, a year without a lot of games. There sure are a lot of games out there. Shoot, on Switch it is. Um, I can't say I can be like, well, there wasn't a lot. I'm like, shoot, <laughs> you haven't been on the eShop or you haven't been at the stores. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot on Switch. Um. Man, every dude, every time I open up like open up like my Switch or Game Xbox Game Pass or mm. now like the PlayStation cuz I I uh went up to the extra tier. I still don't think the premium tier is like worth doing yet. Yeah. Until they figure out this PlayStation 3 situation, that whole tier is just not interesting to me. Uh especially cuz all the good PS2 games are the PS3 versions which are streaming only. <laughs> You know? Oh yeah. Like all the Ratchet and Clank games, all the Sly Cooper games that got that HD trilogy, the God of War games, they're all the PS3 versions and they're only streaming. So until they get that all figured out. But even the extra tier, like, oh my gosh, dude, there's so much there. I I mean, I haven't had a PlayStation in like two and a half years, so it's like mm-hmm. You know, I haven't really been I've I've been paying attention to PlayStation, but not that close. Right. You know, and I look at that extra tier and like it's almost like that tier alone is almost as good or maybe dare I say better than Game Pass in some aspects, not all aspects, but some aspects, you know, like, oh, my gosh, there's so many games on that extra tier. But. We'll we'll talk about my PlayStation experience a little bit because yeah uh, that man that is kind of I kind of want to save that one for an expansion pass because um, over the weekend dude while you got your PlayStation Five people were people were canceling their PlayStation uh, um, subscriptions they a lot of people feel very done with Sony. On the way that they they've been acting, I was just like, wow. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, they're they're. 
Yeah. Expansion well, pass. So, that's... well, I mean, if we do a bonus episode next week, maybe we'll do like a state of the Xbox and PlayStation style mm-hmm. episode for people. Uh, it'll be like a bonus, a mini block, if you will. Yes, mini block, mini block. Old school. Uh, I'm just saying that. Um, but uh, I finished God of War Ragnarok on PlayStation Four. Um, I'm not doing the review. I think Laurent's supposed to do it. Uh, but if, the, if there is one that needs to be done, I can I can I can write one from Boss Rush. Um, oof. yeah. Let's oof. let's talk about God of War a little bit because I'm about five hours in. I'm in the dwarven area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what the realm is called, but like I'm doing some of the extra stuff. Like I just freed this spoilers, I guess this giant whale um, thing in the it's like one of the side quests and now i'm like eliminating or i'm trying to like was that like in a desert it was in like a i don't know there's a lot of geysers and a lot of boat riding (laughs) it's uh oh you know yes i know where you at yeah i'm I'm searching for i'm searching for tier right now which is the main path that i'm on right now but okay uh, i'm doing a lot of the side stuff for the dwarves um it's my uh, so I'm I'm pro- story progression wise I'm probably really only like two hours in but I'm I've played for about five hours and it's it's good I mean it's it's exactly what I how I felt about the last one it's it's good it's it there's something it's... there's something about it that just is not clicking with me and I thought I thought maybe like okay well. I'm in a different place now. Maybe, maybe, you know, cause my first, the, when I played the first game was such a, mm-hmm. cause I played the first half of the game before my daughter was born. And then I played the second half after she was born. And there was like a big gap of time where yeah. I didn't play it at all. Uh, and so like that whole experience was kind of like awkward kind of, uh, maybe I shouldn't judge this game because I had such an awkward experience with it. But like, I just it's it's a good game. It's very pretty. It's it's you know, there's a lot going on, but like I don't as of this point, it's just good. Well, this is the thing about it. The set pieces are not exciting. Like I know what they're trying to go for, but you just it, it's one of those moments where you're just like, "Oh, okay." And I well, that's how I felt about the last one, right? Because, like, you look at God of War 2 and 3, mm-hmm. right, where, like, every fight was, like, this big epic fight, right? Like, God of War 2 opens with you fighting the Colossus of Rhodes or, like, God of War 3 when you're cl- literally climbing Gaia and taking out, all like, all these different gods. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you fight your way through Hades and then you fight the... You know, even in God of War 1, when you fight the Hydra first or, you know, like there's just all these different huge set pieces. In the first one, I was like, there aren't really that many big set pieces, right? Yeah. Uh, And then, like, I was like, okay, well, they're trying to change it up, tell a story, whatever. That's fine. And now, like, this one, like, it opened up with that dog sled thing. And I'm like, okay, this is a weird way to open this game. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah, and it kind of... (laughs) It really feels like they was making this game up all along while you're going through it. It's just like, like I understand, like it was already written and everything, but I'm like, oh, this just feels like a creative writing piece that you've been going to class 
like for every week and just write something to make your full story. And I'm, I, I, I can't say I, this. I think the, I, I let me let me comment on the writing real quick yeah. before you continue. Like, it feels like there's two different tones battling it out in mm-hmm. this game, yes. right? Because like Kratos, obviously very serious, right? And the story that they even in the first one, the story that they told in the first one was really serious, right? And then uh you get to this one and then you have like the the two dwarves are like the comic relief, right? And then you have Thor, which like I wasn't really sure how to feel about that at first. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, he has a different tone as opposed to Kratos, as opposed to the dwarves. And then Odin walks in and he's clearly like strung out on some sort of like hyper drug or whatever like he's just i don't i i don't it's just it's just weird the writing in this game is weird so far and all i want to do is like i i don't know i like i said i i'm only five hours in i don't want to judge the game until i'm done right because this is Mm -hmm. what like a 20 or 30 hour experience i it's about 40 oh gross okay uh but like I, from what I've played so far, it feels very like two different types of writing styles are butting heads, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how to feel yet. So, I think I was, I I think I was kind of finna just like I just want to see where the story goes because mm-hmm. they it looked like. They started this game off in a um in an exciting way and they actually pulled a eternal darkness on you. Uh on this game. Cause and we kinda could talk about it, Corey. Uh, um so you're fighting Thor mm-hmm. and there's a part where it looks like the game is about to end, like he killed you or something, and Dora oh, yeah. says, Oh no, no, come get up and it does yeah, and it goes back a- into the game. There's a part where you're like supposed to lose spoilers, I guess. Yeah. Uh but yeah, and then like um the one thing I do like though about Thor is that he's really trying to acknowledge what happened in the first three game, four, five, six games, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh everything before the twenty what eighteen game. Really yes. trying to acknowledge everything that happened before then, which I really appreciate because the 2018 game really didn't acknowledge any of it until you got the chains, right? And even then, it was just like, oh, well, these are the blades from the original games. There's nothing really here, right? Well, Thor is mm-hmm. really trying to, like, get it out of you, right? He wants to see the ghost of Sparta. He literally says the ghost of Sparta. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I like that because, like, I there's a lot of revisionist history on those original games. Everybody loved the first three games, and now everybody's like, "Oh, those games are stupid because blah blah blah." I'm like, "No, you." Everybody loved those games when they came out. You guys all just don't. Anyways, uh, I really like that, and I hope they lean more into that because, you know, I think those games, as primitive as they were, right on the PS2 and into the PS3. Like I think those story, the story they are telling in that those games are important, and it's important to the future of this franchise, whether people want to acknowledge it or not. So, well, yeah, it, and I think it's it's kind of you, 
you need those three games to see why Kratos is the way that he is and how mm-hmm. time has changed him. And in this game, that also continues to play a part, but I won't ruin it till you get a little bit further in the game and everything. I think just for me, the story, um, I I think Xenoblade Chronicles 3 destroyed me in a sense. And and destroyed me in the way of expectations, of being wild, of of getting into a story, these these story beats, the unex the unexpected parts that you would just drop your jaw, and then you I, going from Xenoblade Chronicles three, like finishing that game, to going to God of War Ragnarok. Really, this is a personal thing, so people. Uh, my Sony listeners or just gamers of next gen, please do not get mad at me. But I feel like Xenoblade Chronicles 3 has destroyed God of War 3 and I mean God of War Ragnarok in a major way when it comes to storytelling and the overall story and everything. You could say it all is all anime cliche. This Xenoblade Chronicles 3, I feel like if people would would play that game fully, even with the side quest, or if they if they feel like they can mainline the game, go ahead and mainline it, and then going to God of War 3, you would you would look at Sony and kind of in a disgrace. To be like, y'all put this out and Monolith Soft did this. Like, like there is such a big change. And so I think I went from my mind being blown, being speechless, being hard to talk about Xenoblade Chronicles 3 because it's a game that you really don't want to spoil others. And then looking at God of War and just feeling, Ragnarok and just feeling let down after everything gets, you know, after you go through that game story. And like I said, it's not bad. It's not a, to me personally, it's not a masterpiece at all. It's a great Sony exclusive or... I want to even say it's going Sony exclusive. It's a great first party title um, for Sony and people who love the God of War series. It's a good one. Uh, but it's just, I, I, I left I left the game after watching the end and just be like, okay, they're going to do the cliche part. Uh, and I bet you what they do is something that uh, it's going to take a couple of hours and then certain things are going to happen, and then that'll be the end of the God of War series until they they reboot it or go with whoever uh, and stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a good game. I I really don't think it's I don't really think it should have been in the game of the Game Awards nomination, even with it with uh, it coming out. And stuff. I but, I feel, I feel like if you're looking at the at the uh, PlayStation pantheon of of exclusive games, right? Like, I think I I still think Horizon is the best thing, the best Sony has to offer, like hands mm-hmm. down. I haven't played Forbidden West yet, but like from, I mean, I Horizon is the best, and uh, you know, I think Uncharted, Uncharted is better, um, in my opinions, as of right now, uh. Let's see what else is there. Like, I downloaded I downloaded Ghost of Tsushima. I'm excited to play that. Like that, I, that one. I that I think was Ghost of Tsushima ever. Yeah, that was nominated for when it came out. I feel like Ghost of Tsushima really deserved every nomination that it got. 
Yeah. So I mean, you know, we. I think. I think we'll talk more about PlayStation and stuff later. Uh, you know, like in a special episode mm-hmm. or something in Xbox, which I have some gripes with Xbox also. But I, in terms of, of PlayStation and my experience so far, like the PlayStation, the user experience is also kind of poor, um, in my opinion. Um, it's going to be my exclusive machine. And I know Sony doesn't want to hear that, but I don't care. Um, it, mm-hmm. <laughs> my platform of choice is still going to be Xbox, but like, there's just too many, you know, there's too many top tier exclusives to ignore to not have one, especially yes. when we're doing this, right? Yes. Um, but I am looking for the two games I'm looking forward to playing the most are Horizon Forbidden West and Death Stranding <laughs> of all games. When you start Death Stranding, I'll start it too because I have it for PS4, uh, and I think okay. that's the game that me and you probably can talk about. Well, I got I got the director's cut for PS5. That's fine. I don't know if it does anything different or if it affects anything, but I think it has some extra stuff. But I'm just like just playing the game, just being yeah. able to talk it. Um, I, do I have. I a... bought it. I bought it before the Death Stranding two reveal trailer, which, really? by the way, we'll talk about it later, but. Man, that trailer was was. Say what you want about Kojima's games, I'm not the biggest fan of a lot of them. I haven't played most of them, to be honest. But that dude knows how to make a trailer to get you hyped. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Um, I do have a show tell everybody real quick, and then I'll turn it over to you, Corey. Um, my River City Girls Zero. Ooh. has finally came in from nice. Limited Run. Nice. Um, I I literally just got it today um, nice. before, uh, after I got off of work. So um, there is, I, I knew that it was coming. Um, there's one more game that I'm supposed to be getting from I Am 8-Bit and that's Stray for PS4. Um, and I think that would be, no, River City Girls 2 come out next week. Uh, yep. Someone, someone has blessed me with some uh, eShop credit, hmm. <laughs> and I am going to be picking that game up and everything. It is um, Christmas time, Ed. Yes, it time is. for the holidays. I didn't wear my Christmas hat for any of our shows this year. I'm kind of, it, it kind of snuck up on me this year. You know what? I didn't really do anything Christmassy besides wear like my green Animal Crossing shirt. Or something like I didn't really do do much. Um, my my Tom Nook Chris uh green sweater that I have that mm-hmm. I call. Um, yeah. But but yeah, that's pretty much uh what I've been playing with Popper. Um, definitely when I come back from uh um from uh break and everything, I'll be talking about what I have been playing for. I'm really excited to pop in near Automata. It's been teasing me so bad. And I'm the excited why, for you to play it. And 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 everybody, like I said, I played the PlayStation Four version. I kind of want to get the play. I kind of want to get the series or the Xbox version and stuff. But I think it's that's only digital. I don't think they did physical for it. They did. Um, they did physical. Physical. I wonder if it's cheap. I have to look. I have to look around. Um, but uh, it is. I, on Amazon, it is. Let's see. Oh, maybe they didn't do a physical. I thought they did. It, huh. That that one really uh, came and went. So I'm not mad and stuff. Uh, but I am excited to play it on Switch. 
uh, in everybody. Uh, but yeah, because there's some like Room Factory Five. I still got the collector's edition. I need to put it in my Switch and start that. Like I have a lot of stuff to start on my Switch. So I, when I come back I from break, everybody. Uh, we'll definitely be having a big uh playing with Palmer. But Corey, I'm gonna turn it over to you. What have you been playing with Palmer? Oh man. Okay, so I've been playing a little bit more Link's Awakening. I'm going to try to finish it. Hopefully, I'll be done with it by the end of the week. Yes. Um, nothing really else to say about that. Near Automata, I'm still playing. Also, very very good. Been hooked on that Tetris train again. Uh, playing a lot of Tetris Effect. Uh, just playing tetris you know listening to the tunes oh, i'm know? ready to get lost back i might have to get lost back in that world and just like of course do my tetris thing but uh i really want to hear the more of the music in yeah. that game yeah uh and then new season of destiny started played a little bit of that played the new dungeon uh got about halfway through it uh we just wanted to see what it was we, we're not nearly close to being uh equipped for it but it's cool. It's Warmind themed, so it's all kind of, you know, Rasputin the Warmind. We were trying to bring him back to uh, mm-hmm. fight Zivurath, the Hive God of War. So that's fun. <laughs> uh, getting did, did you see the, for uh, Lightfall. So did you see the latest trailer? Oh, the yeah. Game Awards. Dude, that track, you. that track in that trailer was so hype. I, I do okay. <laughs> the, the track in that trailer, man, was so good. Oh, dude, that I, that trailer was really good, and I'm just like, I can't really say anything. It, it's such a banger, and I'm just like, we and Corey had just talked talked about uh, Budgie doing some of the best trailers and everything, and they, I mean, they continue to surprise me with their work, and so yeah, yeah, Destiny trailers are always really good. Um, so I've been playing that. Uh, I've actually played like I've played a little bit of a lot. Um, so obviously God of War has been the big one this weekend. I played a lot of that. Um, we kind of already talked about it. And, uh, you know, I I haven't really done a lot more on my my PlayStation. I've just been trying to play through God of War. And because here's the thing. I want to play God of War. But I also want to play Horizon. But I know if I play Horizon, I will never go back to God of War. So I have to play God of War first. You bought what Forbidden West, right? No, I'd ha- I didn't. My my thing was I was gonna get that bundle, but it w- they were sold out of that bundle, so I got the God of War bundle instead. Okay. So I did not get Forbidden West. Uh, and so but you're replaying the first one. I'm no, I'm not replaying the first one. Oh, I might. I might re-download the first one though, a to see how it runs and looks because I did get a PS5 patch. Uh, but also, I never finished the as much as I love that game. I never finished the uh, the Frozen Wilds. So, oh, oh, I finished it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know it's not that long, but um, so yeah, it's funny because like I actually like really like the digital version of the PS5. It just it looks so much nicer. I know, like, no, I'm not I'm never gonna own a disc again. But I'm like, mm. that's fine. You know how I am with oh, digital that's the version. Xbox and PlayStation. Oh, that's <laughs> the version you got was digital. Yeah, oh, I don't, nice. I don't care about physical editions unless it's on Switch, right? So, mm. um, 
Yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of it. Oh, oh, you know what I did download on my PlayStation in plus plus. Yes. And guess what? <laughs> it has the right button combinations. Oh, it does. Well, you know how on on Switch the uh, A button is jump, and it's but yeah. like the A button is on the on the right side of the controller, and not on the bottom. So like, kind of sucks. Uh, the game doesn't suck. It's just the combination of buttons. It's just kind of like not not great uh so i did play a little bit of that let me tell you man that game is a gem and i know on switch I, all i have to do is like go through the menu and swap the buttons and set it as a preset and then just use that preset when i play that game but i don't want to do all that it's a lot of work i mean if i i really want to play i've just been in the mood to play if missed to that's what i want to play so bad yeah infamous is on the playstation plus collection so man but yeah uh what was i playing on xbox the other day oh assassin's creed i've been playing some assassin's creed odyssey as well I, oh you haven't started valhalla yet no i want to finish odyssey before valhalla and i'm not gonna get to valhalla until uh, like the next three games come out so <laughs> uh dude i've been playing assassin's creed odyssey off and on for like two years okay yes. <laughs> three three years two four three i don't know too long uh, Anyways, uh, well, is that all for Playboy Power Corey? Yeah. All right. Then, um, everybody, it's time for Femi News. Corey, take it away, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, before we get into the game award stuff, uh, we're going to talk a, l- a couple of news stories here. Uh, Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters were rated by rated for Switch and other platforms by the ESRB. Uh, I'm going to read the article from our very own Bossers.net uh, Blocks Gaming Reviews, so you can check this article out on the website. Uh, while not confirmed, the game's uh, being updated on the ESRB website highly suggests that an official announcement is imminent. Uh, the listings are very likely to for the pixel remaster versions of these games, which first released on mobile devices in 2021. They later came to PC starting with six arriving in January of this year. Fans have been waiting eagerly for these classic titles to be ported to consoles with the Nintendo switch in particular, a heavy favorite due to its portability. Uh, The final fantasy pixel remaster collection updates the first six games with cleaner graphics, more polished English translations, more streamlined gameplay and more cohesion between the six titles compared to when they originally released. There has been some minor backlash at the remasters, however, as they have omitted many of the extras for the uh, for the games that came out with other ports, such as the After Year sequel to Final Fantasy IV. Um, cool. I mean, it kind of sucks that the After Years isn't there, but I'm sure if these do well, Square will have no problem <laughs> porting Stuff like the after years over. Yeah, I think with this one, everybody's been waiting for the Switch version. Um, I think you probably gotta go to YouTube and look at different content creators who did uh pick it up for PC because they did it in parts. But like, no one talked about this when it came out, and I think it was because of people being mad that the mobiles. Uh, and PC was getting it and not consoles. But to hear this news that 
it's been rated or allegedly been rated for Nintendo Switch. Um, everybody's ready to get their money up because they would just like put all of it on a cartridge, which will pro- yeah. what will probably happen is they'll probably put the first game on a cartridge and then everything else would just download. Like, I, I don't know how they'll go about it. I would rather them no, just be I, like, I think these games are small enough to fit on one cart. It should, yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I mean, look, remember when there was so much backlash that the second wave of Final Fantasy X, ten two HD remasters, they mm-hmm. put both games on the cart instead of just the first game? Yes. Because there was so much backlash. That that original cart, if it's sealed, by the way, worth some money because it was it's rare now. <laughs> oh yeah. Not a lot of not a lot more money, but it is worth more than the fifty dollars that it was when it came out. So and I definitely could say that definitely with still having a lot of sales on like Final Fantasy seven, eight, and nine, uh, and sometimes ten and twelve. Uh, to have those games, I mean, eleven, fourteen would never come because those two are online, and eleven is well. Dead. There's a rumor that fourteen was going to make its way to Switch at some point. There was that rumor a couple uh, about mm. two years ago. Uh, I don't I'm... know how that would work. Which is another game that I actually really want to play on PlayStation. Is fourteen on Xbox like... too? No, oh. that's what I was waiting for. But <laughs> you know, a Square and Microsoft that everybody. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand, man. Like I just. I don't get it. Like, anyways, not saving it. I'm saving it exactly. But oh. uh, this sounds cool. This is cool. I'm eager to play because, like, the last time I played one and two, honestly, w- were. Uh, that Final Fantasy Origins collection on PS1. Uh, I played it on my PS2. And uh, Final Fantasy 1 is actually a really interesting game. That game is really something. SC, I've never played one or two. My first time with Final Fantasy was actually Final Fantasy 6, but here in America it's Final Fantasy 3. That yeah. was the first time I played it. Yeah. And so uh Well my first would... my first Final Fantasy was nine, so <laughs> Oh you know. Oh, which is so good. It's still a classic to me. Yeah. Um Well, what I did, I played nine and then I played eight, and then I played ten, and then I went back mm-hmm. to seven and thought seven was bad. So, you know. <laughs> I, I know that let's see, like seven, ten to twelve are the ones that I beat. I haven't beaten eight, too, man. Twelve is so good. Twelve, 12. Is... ten and twelve are really good. Nine is really good. Like yes, there's something to like about all of the games. I I really feel like people that hate on certain games just sure whatever. But I think there's something to like about all the games personally. Well, I like twelve for the gameplay and for some of the mm-hmm. characters. Like ten, I like mostly because of Yorin. Uh, or Oren, like he is just such a great character. It did not remind me of the classic, uh, Final Fantasies, and it's just, I think it's, I think it's that that's the game that I love to listen to music or podcasts, like while while I'm grinding and stuff. But I'm like, it's fun and witty, but still have some seriousness, like a like some seriousness to it and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it has a meaningful story and everything. So I think that's why I like nine. And of course I love seven because that's like 
my first uh, Final Fantasy game that I beat it. And it takes a while to get into, but I'm just like, to learn the ropes of modern JRP, modern traditional JRPGs, a turn-based combat, that one is a good one to start with. And yeah. Everything. Um, and the Final Fantasy remake, Final Fantasy Seven remake, is so good. It's it's long because of the pacing things, but it's a beautiful game, and it's and it really is fun once you. Another take time with it. Another game that's part of the extra tier. The whole package is part of that extra tier, so I didn't even have uh, to pay for it. <laughs> nice. Which is another game I want to play too, right? Because like, I I've been known to, let's say, not be too favorable of Final Fantasy VII over the years that we've done this mm-hmm. show. Uh, but I think the remake looks awesome, and I'm like, I really want to give it. It's shake because it just looks great so yeah and I, although and I, i'm like sure i won't get as much out of it as people who played the original all the way through right but mm-hmm. i don't know yeah yeah so i think that's cool um I will, I will pay 50 or $60 for this for a physical <laughs> i will say that yeah I bet, we'll it'll be, I bet it's 50 Man, it's it's a chance that Square. I mean, Square has been killing in the JRPG uh, field and everything. Definitely with some of their smaller games like Harvest Stella and Valkyrie Elysium and all of that. Are we Elysium Square Soft? Yeah. Square Enix. Okay. Um, and Star. I actually want to get to Star Ocean. I got that last one that came out. Everybody said it's good, but I just got to get to it. It's a game that people miss. But, like, mm-hmm. man, they're going hard next year. Octopath 2, Final Fantasy, their Terrestrial, Final Fantasy 16. Like, they're Forspoken. going for Spoken. Or Final um, Fantasy 7, Part 2. What is it? Rebirth. Re- Rebirth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, Square is going in big next year uh, and stuff. Um, Plus, that. Dragon Quest uh, 3 HD re- HD yes. whatever right like that's supposedly coming and uh, the Dragon Quest Drag- 12 right is yeah. somewhere down the line probably not next year but maybe the year after yes so um, Square is I think Square has a chance to have a really big year in her thing so yeah. uh, I mean I told I'm you excited. I told you what six months ago before like maybe right before they sold off their western division that Mm -hmm. i like the direction that square seems to be going you know like at least on the eastern side of things right like i I think they have a clear vision of what they want to do and they're nailing it i think they're really nailing it Uh, when their games truly have that japanese east Eastern feel to it. I feel like their games are really good. I really want to say nothing about the one they did with Platinum and stuff, but I think it's um, yeah. But we did get near out of the out of Platinum and Square, so yeah. But but that's a game that that once again feel Eastern. It has that Japanese lore to it and stuff. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah. I I like how Square is going with that. And everything, I I really feel like they're focused on their east stuff than they did their western stuff. Even though their western stuff is really good, 
it just feels like a lot of people here in America didn't give it give it a chance. Though, know, like Guardians of the Galaxy is 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 really good. That uh-huh. game is really good, and all three of the Marvel Tomb Raider games, like Idols Montreal, did a Hit phenomenal job. Hitman, yeah, and I and I and I know Embracer got the got idols and stuff, and we're not going to be getting those games for a while. I'm really but worried I'm about like, some of these studios, though. I'm again another probably expansion pass at some point, but like we did that big thing, and I feel like it could have gotten one of two ways, right? Where like they really embrace having, pardon the pun, having all these studios, right, and having the studios kind of do what they want. And kind of mm-hmm. have like an just like an overarching kind of moderate management system above them, right? Or the studios put out a mediocre game, they shut the studio down or fold them into another studio and just collect IP. And it looks like the latter because they've already shut down three studios they've acquired. Right? And Volition got folded into Gearbox. That mobile game or the the Square Enix one of the Square Enix studios they bought they already closed. Granted, they were a mobile studio, but still. Mm. Uh, and there was like there was one other studio that was kind of like a support studio, and now with Dan Buster putting out Dead Island next year, that game's mediocre. I feel like you're gonna see Dan Buster kind of close their doors. Sorry, I just I feel I really feel that way, and I feel mm-hmm. like. Man, Embracer is someone who's really interesting to watch, but now they're interesting in the negative way as opposed to the uh let's see what happens. I mean, they way. have all these investors and they want to make sure that these games, you know, sell well, make money for these investors and stuff. And I think it's just a, like with Saints Row, that remake, like it's not a bad game. I have fun with it. It's it's one of I think we're got into the season where as much as people think it's average, it's still a fun game. But does that turn profits? Once again, that's the expansion pass for another day. Because um, I, I literally agree with you, dude. Um, I think that's expansion pass. We can talk about that after. after Because we got a really big news story. You ready, you ready to get into it, Corey? Yeah. Uh, well, there's there was one other story. Oh, that... go ahead. It's not on the dock because we I kind of just added it just now. Uh, but it looks like Microsoft wants to bring Call of Duty to Switch, uh, whatever they <sighs> <Yes>. acquire, <laughs> if they acquire Activision Blizzard. Uh, sorry, I'm looking for the, the news story right now. I had it pulled up and then I got sidetracked. Um, well, fill some time, fill some space. Well, the the base the basis of it, everybody, is that Microsoft offered Nintendo a ten year deal to bring uh Call of Duty to Switch. They also offered it to Steam, but Steam turned it down, saying that hey, if you guys want to bring it, you can. Um, we we don't have nothing against that and everything. So um, yeah, let me just read the story real quick. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, like Ed said, uh, Microsoft plans for call of duty to come to switch uh and well it says nintendo platform so you know whatever's next also uh microsoft gaming ceo and xbox phil spencer this is from nintendo life by the way uh announced the company 
has entered a 10-year agreement to bring Activision's Call of Duty series and Nintendo platforms. Uh, if you're wondering how exactly it'll work, Phil, spent, Phil has now shared some insight in a new interview with the Washington Post. Apparently, it could take some time to get Call of Duty games on Nintendo platforms as work on a new platform will begin after Activision, the Activision Blizzard acquisition goes through. Uh, man, that whole thing also. <laughs> it's just... It, it's I'm glad we don't have to talk about it on the show. <laughs> uh, when everything is finalized, the plan is to eventually get to a point where all versions of Call of Duty, including Nintendo, uh, are launched at the same time. Uh, here's a quote from Phil Spencer. It says, you can imagine if the deal closed on that date, starting to develop work to make that happen would likely take a bit of time. Once we get into the rhythm of this, our plan would be that when a Call of Duty game launches on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, notice he led with PlayStation, by the way, uh, launches on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, that it would also be available on Nintendo at the same time. Good on you, Phil Spencer. We talk about mm-hmm. it all the time on the show. Ports of third-party games often come, you know, three, six, sometimes a year later than the other versions, right? Like Doom Eternal, we talked about a lot. Um, yes. You know, there's a few others that we we could talk about. And uh, the fact that he's aiming to get those games out at the same time is a huge win. Yeah. A huge win. Uh, you know, maybe I don't know how many people are going to buy Call of Duty on Switch, to be honest with you. But the fact that he's aiming to do that with his teams is uh, is great. You know, I, I applaud him for that. That's that's awesome. Uh, Spencer also was asked how uh, a series like Call of Duty would run at a Nintendo console. While Phil admits there's definitely work to be done and mentioned how it would be a different game uh, would be different to a game like Minecraft targeting multiple platforms is something Xbox has plenty of experience with. Minecraft and Call of Duty are different games, but from how you get games on on Nintendo, how you run a development team that is targeted targeting multiple platforms, that experience that's experience we have. Uh, yeah, Minecraft definitely a different game. Uh, definitely uh, not as graphically uh, intense, I would say, as as uh, Call of Duty, but. You know, if you have developers and a development team that's aiming at that, plus they, you know, Microsoft in general, not just Xbox, has so many, uh, they know how to develop for different types of platforms anyway, right? Yeah. Because you could have a the most powerful PC running at, you know, like a 4080 or 4090 and 4K, 120 frames a second ray tracing. And then you have somebody who's running like a, uh, you know, a 2060 or something and doesn't care that much about graphics or whatever and just wants to play a game or two and you know you look at all their software they put out anyway on top of that it's just like i they microsoft knows what they're doing from a porting standpoint uh developing and managing a game to get it out on time that's a another question in itself but um you know in terms of getting things on the platforms they are pretty good at that so but yeah what do you what do you think ed Um, you be playing uh modern warfare 3 on your nintendo switch i think whatever nintendo platform that they have i think i i 
I think that their first game is going to sell major because it's one of the things of I want to see how this runs. And Nintendo is good at and Nintendo and their third party and some of the porting uh, companies. They are good of uh, touching your curiosity. Because if they touch your curiosity, that means that's a sale for them. Whether it's good or bad, if they could, if they could touch your curiosity, be like, I'm gonna give this one a try, and I'm gonna give them sixty dollars or whatever, and whatever it comes out to be, of course they got your money and stuff. But people get surprised on how well some of the games do run when there is love and care and time given to developers who are porting games. And I feel like with this call, first Call of Duty, whatever Nintendo platform it comes from, if Microsoft acquires Activision, I will be down to play, because, I mean, and, and buy, because I, I I feel like Microsoft and Nintendo really have a good relationship. They're still in a good spot. And like I said, from the Nintendo side, we weren't asking for any of this. We weren't even at. We weren't asking any for for any of the big games from Microsoft. But it's cool when Microsoft do want to share something and get it on Nintendo. We accept it and we embrace it, and that's good business on Microsoft. Because what ends up happening is that Microsoft ends up looking good also, because they because they did this and stuff and everything. You know, and and I think with with this ten year deal, I think they're if they make their money off of Game Pass, but actually getting more sales of this game through Steam and do Nintendo, why not go for it? Why not do it? You know, uh, why why not even try? Because I was talking to this with some people on Twitter, and it was just like. Why is Activision not fighting for like Crash or Tony Hawk or any other game from Activision? Why are you fighting so hard for Call of Duty? They're so they stuck mix- on this Call of Duty thing, right? Where like you look at all the other IP, like Blizzard alone mm-hmm. owns, like Diablo 4 is going to be the, a huge hit next year. Why aren't you fighting for that? You know? Yes. Overwatch is still big, whether you agree or not like that game is still huge uh Mm -hmm. you look at something like world of warcraft which i i've been saying for a long time that i think that once that acquisition goes through microsoft is going to find a way to put that on game pass you know and And, uh what there are some i mean star like a starcraft and blizzard has so many ip that are just worth the name alone you know people people recognize diablo and yes overwatch and you know and and then you look at like you said like call of duty but also you look at uh, everything else activision owns tony hawk is a huge one crash is a huge one spire is a huge one like these are these are ip that microsoft can aim at a uh kid to teen audience that isn't interested in shooters right like the fact that tony hawk like we could get more tony hawk would be really interesting you know, right, and, you know, Microsoft got the money for it. And everything. I, th- I think my thing with, and the reason why I bring Sony up because they made a comment that about Nintendo being a, the Nintendo Switch being a kitty system, one hundred and fourteen plus million players, oh, I know. players, kitty or not, says otherwise. And it really, and to me, it really feels like 
Sony values their IP less because they've never fought anything about their IP, but they're fighting for a third party company because they fear um, they fear that it's going to ruin uh, their business and stuff. And uh, there was just a, a, a breaking story um, about Microsoft saying that, hey, if y'all want to put this on PlayStation, uh, your PlayStation subscription thing, oh, yeah. you can. And Sony has not commented or, or anything. They've not taken no deal. So it, it really feels just like whatever Sony's doing and Jim Ryan stuff, that's going to be on them. But right now where it stands is that people are people who said, yeah, I, I'm not going to play Call of Duty on Switch because I barely played the series. But I think it's going to be like, I want to see what this game can do on Switch, and people will go and get it, whether it's their their current console or their next gen console or whatever. And don't forget, everybody, this deal does not start until they acquire Activision and the games start rolling out. You know, yeah. uh, and I I think Nintendo is Nintendo's just like, oh, we got Call of Duty. You know, uh, console console because right now. Nintendo could start putting more Microsoft products in the Nintendo Direct. And if that happens, once again, like I said, that's good business for Microsoft yeah. and everything. And if, I don't know how long that this Microsoft and Nintendo relationship is going to be going on, but I think it's going to be rewarding for as long as it could go and everything um, and, and, and stuff. So I I was excited to hear, hear it. Now, I, I will say, um, Phil, Phil Spencer did say they were if they acquired them, they were trying to get games on a Nintendo platform as many places that could they could play. So he did hint at that. Um, we just didn't know until the news broke and saying that they had agreed to go to a ten a ten year contract. And ten years is good because that's just like one whole console generation, or and, and everything. Yeah. Uh, so so even if even if we get three or three and a half games, Microsoft still could do something different with a Call of Duty Duty game. They could have the biggest graphics in next gen, but maybe they do a cell shaded version that tells a different story and everything. Like Microsoft is good at what they do when it comes to developing games and, I mean, and graphics and stuff. What I I mean, okay. what I would like to see, and I know we got to get to the game award stuff, but like mm-hmm. what I would like to see personally is just like. I I know like the multiplayer is a big is a big draw, but I don't know if that would be a big draw on the Switch. I would just like a curated version of the campaigns. Yes, know? like even yeah. of the older games, like Black Ops One and Two, or the original Modern Warfare trilogy, or you know even the World War Two games. At some point, like you know that that's kind of what I kind of want to see on Switch. I know like they're aiming to get the newer games on there too, but man, to get those campaigns on there even if it's just digitally would be pretty cool and i would be fine with just even if they want to do extra levels and stuff that you can't get anywhere like with nintendo i mean you know they won't up any money but i say do it nintendo they want to have some money to get some extra special levels uh in their nintendo version do it 
Some people really do want to play Call of Duty just for the campaign. They don't care for the multiplayer because they don't want to deal with bots. They don't want to deal with cheaters. They don't want to deal with the harassment or, and the name calling on when it comes to chat. They don't want to deal with all of that. If they could get a strong um, 8 to 10 hour campaign with, uh, with Call of Duty and stuff with some good replay value, they're going to be down for that. And if you want to do multiplayer, do the zombie stuff. People enjoy that one. Yeah. Uh, and if they want to do Warzone, hey, Microsoft. I think if Microsoft be like, you know, this is not part of the game, but Warzone is free to download on listening to the platform. And if you want more content, then you can pay for it for yeah. a battle pass. Do yeah. it. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, the last time <laughs> I'm looking at our old episodes, uh, the last time we talked about Call of Duty coming to Switch was uh in May of 2017. <laughs> so, was it Black Ops Three coming to Wii U? No, it was uh, it was World War Two possibly coming to Switch because retailers oh. were listing it. Man, ah. dude, this this boy. Old All right, <laughs> um. All right, let's dig into the meat, Ed. Yes. Man, dude, we have like two hours left of this show. This is going to be nuts. Um, (laughs) This is going to be one of those episodes where like the audio is going to have to be trimmed into two versions. Um, (laughs) So the Game Awards, uh, we're going to run through the Nintendo winners real quick. Obviously, Elden Ring won Game of the Year. rightfully so i would say i think a lot of people really were surprised by that game i know it was very divisive between souls players and people who just read the reviews and thought it was a good game right so uh but i think that this game really turned some heads and i gotta i gotta give it to from software man they 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 put the work in right i mean they do a lot of interesting weird things uh yeah and you know i mean would i have liked to seen xenoblade 3 win sure but uh you know again horizon forbidden west got snubbed uh from every category which i'm just like really sad because i don't know i feel like i feel like horizon is just one of those games that's just destined to be lost i guess but yeah, it was uh so Elden Elden Ring won. It was up against Plague Tale Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. So uh, the fact that Xenoblade Three got nominated though is a big deal. I think it's a big Very deal. Very big deal. Yes. So that's all right. I I I feel confident that Nintendo will probably have a winner next year. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So. Well, but okay, so Kirby and the Forgotten Lands uh, won best family game. Well deserved. uh, Which is literally just a category for Nintendo Switch games, apparently. (laughs) Uh, I'm just kidding. That was that category had a lot of interesting things in it. So um, Splatoon 3 won best multiplayer game. Okay, can we stop right here? This shook 
everybody. Me and Grayson was on chat talking. Yeah, you know what, what else mean? was even nominated? It it was like Call of Duty. Um, hmm. I think Destiny was Destiny. Uh, there was some I, other games. Everybody was expecting Call of Duty to win. We did not expect Splatoon three to take multiplayer uh, of the year. Like th- that shocked me. Me and <clears throat> that's that's coughing. Ed's Ed, don't die on me in this middle of this recording here. Ed's drinking his twelve gallon Sprite bottle. Yes. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. Um, we, me and Grayson was literally on the chat to be like, "Wait, this is Batman Three just win?" And Grayson's just like, "Yeah." I'm like, we was like uh, speechless for a good five minutes. And even me and Austin was talking. We're just like, "Wait a minute." How the heck did that just happen? You just like I don't know, but everybody was shocked and everything. That's that's when three took best multiplayer game of the year, and I think it's well deserved because that's when three is fun. Mm-hmm. When you when you when you you know everybody working, it was a shock that it outbeat Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare two. Yeah. Uh also the one that surprised me, I think, was uh, Bayonetta three winning best action game. Which makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that makes sense. It just, that kind of surprised me. I There was a lot of mixed feelings about Bayonetta 3, and mm-hmm. the fact that it won was, that's that was just surprising to me. With a rumor, Bayonetta 4. Maybe. I know. Did you see those, by the way? I mean, maybe we'll talk about that later, but they're already planning Bayonetta 4, which is hilarious. Yeah, Kamiya which... said it. I was just like, uh... Well, I mean, I don't know how Bayonetta 3 ends, but good on them. Keep it going, right? Just keep it going. Just yes. shove all the haters' hate away and just keep making Bayonetta games. Who cares? And make it on Nintendo platforms. Just keep I, going. I I feel like Nintendo secured that for an exclusive. Like, I, f- I literally yeah. feel like... I mean, Bayonetta, Bayonetta is a Nintendo franchise now. I mean, I know they don't own the IP <laughs> or anything, right? But, like, this is... It's theirs, right? I mean... Yeah. I don't know. I uh, hey, if Nintendo funding it and Platinum Games is cool with it, yeah. do it. Yeah. So, um, I um most anticipated game, obviously Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Not a, not a shocker there. Right. Um, I don't even know what else was nominated. Nothing. Nothing else was nominated. Uh, that was probably a unanimous decision. I think. Uh, and then. The best sim strategy game uh, was Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope, which I'm kind of I'm not shocked that it won. But like a lot of the buzz around that game was way more quiet than it was around that first game. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think everybody was just so shocked at how great that first game was that, that when this came out and was like equally as good. Everybody was like, yeah, OK, I get it. Yeah, good. Good game. Once again, the first game, Curiosity. Yeah, yeah. You know that was a game. That second game, man, did not. I love the first game, and that second game did not do a lot for me. Uh, maybe I just wasn't in the right headspace. But I'm gonna play more of it during our break, right? I mean, we have yeah, what two and a half weeks until we record again. So yes, I mean officially, right? So. Uh, and then you know, all the shows are taken off. Even Tower Casual is taken off that 
those two weeks, right? It's just we're all we all need a break. <laughs> uh, yes. Come back 2023 recharged. So those are the Nintendo winners. Uh, something Stray won best indie game, right? That that's what won yeah. best indie game. Were there any other winners that you wanted to talk about before we get into like all the announcements and stuff? Because there's a lot of great things that were announced. Um, uh, actually, uh, actually, no. Uh, I uh, <laughs> besides that little part at the end of the show, everybody has seen it, talked about it, whatever. Um, and the flute guy <laughs> doing the Xenoblade Chronicles three, he was into it. <laughs> like, yeah, he's who cares, man? Show. Like, that's cool. Like. Who cares? <laughs> um, yeah. I, 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 I just hope people weren't like making fun of him, right? I hope they were like Mm-mm. cheering him on. You know, I think yeah, but a lot of people were cheering him on. Um, where's the Rainbow of Seven winning? I was just like, oh, for so best racing weird. in sports game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand. Like, that was kind of a hard category to nominate. But I'm happy that Gran Turismo 7 won. I think, uh, beside all the controversy that it had, it's a beautiful game. And people who own it, they do enjoy it and stuff. Um, They hate some of the systems, but I'm just like, I'm happy that that game won. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, other than that, you know, besides Elden Ring and uh, God of War winning, um, I was kind of surprised. Uh, did Sifu? No, Sifu didn't win. Uh, yeah, what won best fighting game? Multiverse. That one was uh, hmm. uh, was confusing. I was like, why would multiverse? Really? I'm like, why didn't you give this to like you know King of Fighters sixteen like or fifteen? Because I'm like, that is a fighting game. Yeah. You gave a, like a free to play game that no one was talking about, and then you had to buy the characters. I'm like, no, nah. I that one was just like, well, yeah, whatever, yeah, just stuff. <laughs> um, but uh, let's see, should we, should we just get into um, the announcements or oh, just just the one last one? Um, as Dust Falls, winning for games for Impact. Uh, a lot of people was confused about for that one too because they they didn't know what the category was um, for it. And I haven't played and not, that's Dust Falls, but there's been like mixed opinions about that game too. But yeah. yeah, well, I mean that that whole category was not the games that were nominated weren't the typical games that are usually nominated for that category. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I know there's two games that I did want to play on there. I did want to play. Uh, I got a memoir blue, memoir blue on Xbox. I probably still said the wrong. Um, but I do want to play Hindsight too. That's one game I do want to play. Um, I remember seeing it uh, at last year's E. Oh no, not last year. Seeing it at E3 this year mm-hmm. or last year or whatever I, it was in the summer and I'm just like I want to play this game it looks so good and it looks just the story and the emotions that it's just portraying I, I want to get into yeah. So, yeah. 